Hi everyone, welcome to Life with Fibromyalgia. Today is August 29th, 2019. Alright, so today I wanted to talk about my uh, reproductive psychiatry appointment. I actually went to the UCLA Women's Life Center. And so there I was able to get an appointment with a doctor. And so I was able to talk to that doctor and tell them what I felt. And at some point I became blank. And so the doctor's like, okay, so how about I ask you some questions and then you just answer. And so she asked me various questions. And some of the things that I replied to were the following, which were sleep, um, pressured speech, mood swings, anger, grandiosity, and acting recklessly. Those, I think those were the few that I actually answered her to and that I elaborated on. So I kind of want to go over those things um, and maybe you can relate or maybe you can um, notice those symptoms with other people that you know and that are suffering with this. Um, so maybe you can help them get diagnosed or help them get to a psychiatrist. Obviously, it doesn't have to be a reproductive psychiatrist, but you can definitely find a regular psychiatrist online. And I mean, or you can go on your your insurance portal and look through there. I know I have Blue Cross Blue Shield and they have, um, have a website where I can search for doctors based on specialty. And so that is something that you guys can do and help somebody out or help yourself. All right, so I'm going to go over these things and I'm going to elaborate on them. So what I talked about was sleep. There were times when I would sleep for three days. Oh, sorry, not sleep, but I wouldn't sleep for three days or four Um Sometimes I would sleep for an hour or two hours and um, I would still feel like I didn't need the sleep. Um, but that, that was mostly it. Before medication, I, would, I wouldn't sleep sometimes and I just would have so much energy. Um, but there, I don't really have much else to explain about sleep um, other than that I couldn't sleep. So I'll move on to the next one. This one is pretty, um, pretty interesting because it kind of encompasses like various things. And, and so this is um, pressured speech and energy. So I would talk really fast and couldn't stop with ideas and I just I was so hyped up and I had so many racing thoughts going through my mind that I was just talking really really fast and I clearly remember talking with my ex that I was like <clears throat> I remember exactly what I was saying but I just remember talking so fast and telling him like oh my god um this this and that and I just remember myself just going crazy over like over talking um, 
and I would sometimes get really frustrated with him because he wouldn't um, he wouldn't he wouldn't seem that up upbeat and hyped about life and things and ideas and so I would be like come on you know like let's do this and you know this is what I want to do and you know just many things and so one of the things that that happened throughout these as examples um, one of the things that happened was that I was so excited and so hyped and so energetic that I I went to I, I live in Southern California and so mostly Los Angeles area and I ended up driving to San Francisco about which turned out to be about eight hours with traffic and that was just an idea that came up to me when I was like that and I was just like how about we go see the Golden Gate Bridge and so I don't know what went through his mind my ex's mind but I was like so hyped and I was like we can go see it I mean what's so wrong about it at this time and so we left and I don't even remember it wasn't even early morning it was like afternoonish, and so I was like all right let's go and so I drove all the way to San Francisco caught a glimpse of the bridge and I was like Eh, okay well let's go back now and um it was really fast it was just I didn't even get out of the car to admire the bridge I just saw it from afar and I was like okay let's go home so it was it was quite interesting um how that happened then there was another time when I just decided to drive to Las Vegas. And one of the reasons why I drove to Vegas was just to visit my cousin. But this was yet another day that I was just so hyped. And I was just like, oh, how about we go see my cousin? And like I said, my ex just wouldn't say anything. He would just be like, okay. And so I guess that's what kind of I guess that's why I did these things because he just kind of went with it. And so um, I I did all these things. And so like, for example, with the Las Vegas trip, I um, I went to visit my cousin. And I like, a, again, like the previous um, San Francisco uh, trip, I just said hello. I sat down and just talked to her shortly. And then I was like, okay, I got to go. And even she was like, you're leaving now? And I told her, yeah, I just came to visit really quickly. And that was it. And so I need to go home because I work tomorrow. And so that was a bit crazy because I worked the next day and I was in Vegas that same day and back. So that was that was an interesting uh, trip that now I remember and I can't believe that I did that. <clears throat> so I guess like moving forward from that, um, I can talk about my mood swings. Just like with the other topic that I mentioned with pressured speech, um, my mood swings 
I always remember having lots of energy and happy about everything. I was so hyped about life. Um, I just remember being so high in life, um, not literally high from any drug, but I was just naturally high. And um, I felt so much energy and I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be everything. Um, I just... I don't know. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I was literally just hyped about life. And then there, from that point, then there were some other parts of me that weren't happy. I was from that happy, um, hyped about life um, feeling. And then other times I'd just be really depressed. I would be so depressed that I hated my life. I... Um, I felt like everything was wrong in my life and like it was weighing me down. And so that that's one of the things that I um that I find really interesting because that's how you you when you look back at your self before medication, you're like, "Oh my god, I was so unstable." And honestly, I miss that part of me. I don't miss the depression and all that, but I miss that that person that was so hyped about life and happy and busy all the time and doing all kinds of things in school because in school I was in so many clubs and, you know, I was in, um, in the civil engineering um, clubs such as the steel bridge competition, the concrete canoe competition, and I was just so involved and I was so happy and I remember those times and I would do so many things and and then at some point I would fall and I would be in this horrible depression and I noticed that if I wasn't doing what I was what I was so hyped about that became part of my depression as well but I just remember the highs and lows I was just on this huge roller coaster just going up and down up and down and so if you feel like you've had this it's actually pretty interesting I mean it might be a symptom of of um, bipolar or depression I'm not sure if it is for depression but I know for bipolar it is and so I don't know I'm still kind of um, I don't know I don't I, I guess I am believing that it is my bipolar because at some point my therapist told me that it's mostly anxiety what I'm going through what those symptoms are for but then my psychiatrist um, diagnosed me with bipolar 2 and this psychiatrist um, reproductive psychiatrist um, also diagnosed me with bipolar 2 and so yeah th that is something that I really wanted to um, emphasize in because the mood swings and the roller coaster that I was going through was so, it's something so noticeable now when I look back into my life that most likely if you um, are without medication, you probably still feel that way. Well, maybe it's time to um, see a psychiatrist because 
that's not normal. That's not being stable. And and I although I know that it's being on hyped about life and so happy about everything and just having all kinds of ideas and moving forward and blah blah blah. <laughs> I, I I mean being in that state of mind is awesome, but you're not stable. And so I really recommend for you, if you are experiencing that, please see your psychiatrist. Um, especially if you're, if you're thinking you might have bipolar, um, and this is how you feel, you probably need to go to the psychiatrist and check yourself out. Um, just because I know that's one of the biggest things that they talk about, you know, your mood swings and how it feels like a roller coaster. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, if, if you know anyone or if it's you, um, please see a psychiatrist. Um, and like, like, like in a podcast that I listen to, it's, uh, the bipolar family. And I actually recommend that podcast if you're bipolar. Um, he's pretty good at, you know, talking about certain things and symptoms and, um, how his, family is bipolar and how they are and the things that they have to go through I just don't remember now why I brought that up um but anyway that is a podcast that I recommend anyway so moving to the next topic um there's anger and aggression that I would have I would become so irritable and would get so upset that I would start to hit things I would I would just hit my pillows and punch the bed and that was over any little tiny thing at some point like if I wasn't in that hyped mood I was in this irritable state of being and at one point this is gonna sound really dumb or actually kind of funny whichever <laughs> probably both but at some point I actually um, was so upset that I went into the closet and we had some um, bins in the closet that had clothing. And so at some point, I actually got so upset. And I just want, I, I think I wanted to hit my head or something, but I ended up hitting my face. And so I gave myself a black eye. So that was pretty funny. Um, it's not funny because I was in a state of um, irritation, but it just shows how much you go through and what you do when you are in these state of beings. So that is something to watch out for as well. You might not be manic, but you might be in, in a aggression um, part of it. So you don't have to be all hyped about life and super energetic or anything like that. Um, you can also be in um, an irritable mood, have an aggress aggressive mood. Um, okay, so the next topic is grandiosity and overconfidence. I know for me, for this topic, I didn't have that, um, that thought about being so grandiose and, you know, thinking I was God or, you know, anything, it wasn't anything delusional like that. Um, it was more of a, of a thought of, 
I, I know I'm better than everyone else. And I remember driving and just feeling this way. And, uh, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I know I'm better than everyone else. I can do this better than everyone else. And there were times when I would feel so I would feel so much better than everyone else that I thought I could do all kinds of of um, careers at one point that I actually um I, and this was after I was done with my engineering degree I, I was like I can do so many other majors and so I started um I started looking through the college uh, catalogs um, my, my my nearby um, college and so a community college and so I actually went through their catalog and I was like, well, I can do nursing. And so I was, I looked up all the paperwork that I needed to fill out. I started to fill them, fill it in. And I was like, okay, all I need to do is go to the school. And plus, um, my math, um, background fit into what, um, fit into what they were going to, um, take it. They were going to, Uh, give an exam of math and I was like oh that's so easy math I can totally do this and I know they'll get me because of my grades and blah 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 and so it was quite interesting because I was so ready to do that and then at some point I just kind of went out of that and um, then at another time I felt the same way and I was like okay I, I think I can be a surgeon And so I went online and I was just looking for everything, how to be a surgeon and just how many years it would take. And I was like, oh, that would be that time would pass by so fast and I can become a doctor, then specialize and then, you know, become a surgeon. And it was just I don't know. It was just crazy. (laughs) Now, when I look back at it, I'm just like, what was I thinking? Like, how could I just invest all my time in different careers you know it just doesn't make sense and so that was that and the very last topic that I wanted to talk about is um, part of the impulsivity and acting such as acting recklessly Um, one of the things that happened with me was that I would be so impulsive sometimes I would get so upset that I would just drive like a crazy maniac on the freeway. And even on the streets, I would, on a 35 mile per hour um, street, I would actually go like 60 miles per hour. And then in the freeway from a 65 miles per hour, I would go 90 or more. And so I was just driving crazy and I'd be pissed, you know. I'd be like, you know, like... I hate this, I hate my life, I hate all that, you know, I just hated everything, and I'd just be so upset, and I'd be driving really upset, and those crazy um, uh, speeds, and I don't know, it was just crazy, like, I look back at it, and I'm like, oh my god, how could I have possibly done that, like, I was putting so many people in danger um, by driving at that speed, and so... That, I think that is the last thing that I wanted to talk about from my visit to the reproductive psychiatrist as far as things that I talked about and things that she had talked about. There were many other things, um, minor things that she, or 
maybe they weren't minor, but things that I can't remember right now. But if I do remember, I'll make another podcast and I'll talk about the other little things that she asked. But um, these were the main things that I talked about and that she asked about. And so, so those, like I said, these were the only things that I really talked about. And so I wanted to move forward and talk about what um, the doctor came upon. So after telling her all the meds that I'm on, I'm actually on seven. Um, I think five are... Five are for my bipolar, and then one is for my PCOS, and the other one is for the fibromyalgia. So, what happened in the end was that the doctor's like, okay, in order to have a healthy baby, we cannot have you on these medications. And the reason was that these medications are so new that they have no data about how about how safe these medications are for a baby. And so she was like, I would like to change your medications to something healthier for a baby and that have a lot more data and research um, to know that a baby will be okay by taking those medications, by you taking those medications. So one of the meds that she wants to switch me on or switch, um, she wants me to switch, um, to lithium and to one other medication that I can't remember, but she did mention that it would be two medications that I'd be on. And if anything, it, at most it would be three, but I think she mentioned it was two, um, most likely only two. So that was um, the outcome of that visit. She wants to see me again um, in eight weeks or something like that. And then she did mention that she was going to call my psychiatrist and that she was going to tell her if she felt comfortable um, giving me the lithium and administering all that. Um, actually just keeping track of that. And so I still haven't heard from her or my psychiatrist, my actual psychiatrist. So I don't know. I see my doctor, I think next, next Saturday. So I think that'll be interesting. Um, we'll see if she was actually comfortable to give me lithium. Um, so we'll see, uh, what happens next and I'll keep you guys updated. All right, so something else that I wanted to talk about fairly quickly before I go is my trip to Catalina Island. So what happened was I ended up going to Catalina Island for my very first time, and that's after living 32 years in this um, sunny California, Southern California. I finally went to Catalina Island with my boyfriend, and it was my first time snorkeling there. And, well, actually snorkeling in general. It was my first time. And so, I don't know about recommending that place for snorkeling. It's kind of interesting how it is because for what I hear from my sister is that 
usually what happens when they take you snorkeling, they get you in a boat and and um, and take you into the whatever area of the ocean and then they let you snorkel from there. Well, in this case, in Carolina Island, they don't take you anywhere. You're just at the edge of the um, of the ocean and you have to go in with the waves moving toward you and receding and moving toward you again it's just so at some point you're like whoa like I guess I just have to go in you know and so at some point I was standing with my my um oh god I can't remember the flippers on your feet and so um I remember having that and I was standing and eventually the stair because there's stairs that lead to the ocean and so that's where you enter to to start your snorkeling and so at some point the waves were so um harsh that I fell on <laughs> I fell on my my um rear and so um I was just like oh my god this is so scary because as it is I'm already scared about um of the ocean and I'm scared um to swim sometimes if it's not a regular pool I'm scared because I can't really see through you know very clearly and so I was like okay you know f it I'm just gonna go in and so I just started to float and I finally went in my boyfriend went in and at some point while I was snorkeling there were these areas like these little patches of yellow things. Um, and I, I'm not sure if this is correct, but I thought I overheard them say that they were fish eggs. I don't know. I don't even know if they float like that. Um, but um, I don't know what, what it was really. And so that got all over my hair. And um, yeah, it was pretty much my hair because I had a wetsuit. So it was all all on my hair and it was just disgusting when um, we went to the showers and paid to take a five minute shower and it was coming off of my hair but I didn't have shampoo or anything to actually get out of my hair so it was it was really gross. I'm not sure I really recommend this place to uh, snorkel for your first time or anything like that. I mean, if you've snorkeled other times somewhere else where it's a lot prettier, you might not like this one because um, it's kind of murky, um, not very clear. I mean, it's clear for for the area around here, I guess, but a lot clearer in other places for sure. So, yeah, that was an, it was a good experience as far as snorkeling for the first time where I know I can do it now, but as far as recommending it and as far as doing it again, I guess, no, (laughs) I wouldn't do it again there. It's pretty gross with that, whatever that was, that yellow stuff. Um, And you know what, I might disgust you, but... It was pretty disgusting having it on my hair, or aside from having it from my hair, it was in, I noticed that it was in my ears, so when I wiped them, you could see like that yellow nasty thing, and so, yeah, no, I don't recommend it. Um, But overall, the visit to Catalina was nice, seeing um, all the shops and you know, just kind of relaxing there. I don't think it's like a whole week or weekend type of thing, but 
I think one day is enough. Or maybe I didn't do enough or research enough to know that there are other things to do. But um, if anything, I think one day is enough. If you're just going to go through the shops and snorkel. (laughs) So, um, yeah, one day seems enough. All right. So the reason why I brought that up is because I actually, um, I wanted to talk about how I actually felt afterward because I actually was snorkeling for about 50 minutes. And so you know that doing that was going to be strenuous on my body. So with fibro... Um, I could feel my whole body hurting already. I was just like, okay, I can't do this. At some point, I told my boyfriend, like, I can't do this anymore. I have to get out. And so, yeah, he was like, okay, you know, we got out. And uh, the next day or even that night, I started to have a lot of body pain. So I took meds and I was just like, okay, this is slightly helping, but it didn't do a good enough job, but... I mean, that's all. All I have is ibuprofen and a leave or whatever. Um, so um, I'm not on any uh, other opioids or anything like that. So I have to deal with just taking ibuprofen and a leave. And so um, it slightly helps. And I guess just even that slight help that it does, it's it's something, you know, it's not 100% the pain that we have. So I wanted to mention how, um, how doing that had me really tired. I actually slept for 14 hours um, after that. And then I didn't go to work the next day and slept another 12 hours. So I guess it goes to show how much, um, how much something like that can tire your body out so um I guess the best thing that I recommend when you're doing something like that make sure that you have at least two days or maybe max two days I'm not sure I guess it really depends on your body but I needed two days to um get better and feel better so I mean I wasn't a hundred percent by the third day but it was a lot better I was able to go to work and just do what I needed to do and um that was about it because um I just go to work and basically come back home and go to sleep so um I was just good enough to do work and go to sleep again so yeah something else I want to mention is uh, the trouble that I'm having going to sleep um, lately. It's not my bipolar, and I know it's not because it's... um, I can't sleep because of how hot it is. And, I mean, I have an AC here, and it's not a whole house unit. It's an actual, um, like, installed um, unit, side unit. So it's kind of like those... um, I guess I'm not sure how to call them, but it's those kind that you install on your window. But this one is more of like a, um, I don't know if industrial even would be the word because it's not that huge, but it's kind of big. Um, but, and it's able to cool down the whole apartment, but 
I noticed that when I have it on, even if it's on the lowest setting as far as like how much air it's uh, it's giving out, um, I noticed that I just, I mean, I sleep, but I'm in pain when I wake up. So that, I couldn't do that anymore. So I was like, okay, I have to sleep without the AC. And so now for the past few days that I haven't, you know, had the AC on, I've been having trouble sleeping because it's kind of hot. So that's just what I'm going through right now. I'm trying to figure out like how I can actually get some sleep tonight um, because of that situation. So hopefully um, I'll try again with the AC on and cover myself up with a cover and um, hopefully it'll be better. All right, so that was it. That's all I wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, I just uh, to make sure I re- emphasize that that if you're feeling a certain way that that is similar to how I talked about about the earlier topics, um, please see a psychiatrist. I don't know how much uh, I can uh, how much I can emphasize that um, it's um, it's something that you need to do for yourself or you need to do for somebody else. And I know it might be difficult to do it for somebody else because they might think there's nothing wrong with them because they're all hyped about life and energetic and, you know, just doing all kinds of things. And so um, it's a touchy subject to talk to somebody that has bipolar and that you need for them to go to the psychiatrist. So um, just, you know, talk to them, educate them. And um, if you can, take them to a psychiatrist. All right, so um, I hope you all have a good, uh, good day. And I hope that you're feeling better if you're not okay. Just know that we're all here for you. All right, so one of the things I want to apologize for for this podcast is the different range of um, volume. I noticed as I was uh, looking through it, Uh, I went a little high on some areas, so I apologize about that. All right, well, um, you can always email me at lifewfibro at gmail.com, L-I-F-E-W-F-I-B-R-O at gmail.com. All right, well, uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye.